I feel I've lost a lot of motivation over the past year with everything that's been happening. I just don't have the same energy. How do I get it back? Or how do I get the desire to want to get it back? So there's been a lot going on, that's fair to say. And that is inevitably going to take a toll. I mean, even something nice like going on a holiday, a vacation, traveling somewhere, even if it's beautiful and wonderful, can be exhausting. So what to speak of something challenging? That can certainly be exhausting, and it's not surprising, I suppose, that it can take a bit of a hit on our motivation then as a result. So one of the really important things to do in that context is simply acknowledge it. Because sometimes we're so busy pushing against what's happening, and maybe feelings that we're not quite happy with. We don't allow some room to just breathe and kind of process in a way what's been going on. And there may well be nuances to it, aspects of it that you, you were quite happy with, but other aspects that you really weren't. Sometimes we lose motivation because we actually haven't been pushed as much you know, some people have been a bit disengaged over the past while. Other people have lost motivation because they've been pushed much harder than they've ever been pushed. And then other people, again, have just been in kind of existentially confusing situations where there's things they can do, but maybe should they? And their business has changed, their work has changed, social interaction has changed, and it's rather confusing. They, they kind of don't really know what to be doing with themselves, and that, that's actually really challenging. It really drains your energy when there's confusion. And generally, as human beings, we would rather have more work, but clarity as to what that work is, than sort of confusion, and we're not sure what direction we're moving in, even if there wasn't quite as much work needed. That sense of clarity actually accounts for a lot in terms of motivation and energy. So acknowledging that is a really important starting point. Just taking the room to stop and to breathe and to go, yeah, wow, this has been quite a ride over the past while. Maybe you be kind to yourself as a result of that. This doesn't involve just getting lost in the feelings, but it also shouldn't be about ignoring them. It's a kind of a checking in, noticing how you're feeling, being who you are and how you are. And just letting those kind of feelings find their level a bit. Maybe you need to talk to somebody about what's been happening. Or maybe you've done enough talking and it's kind of time now to take action a bit more in bringing things forward. So in terms of bringing things forward, one consideration here when we're thinking, how do I get my motivation back is, should you get it back? Because when we have a bit of a reset, like we've had over the past while by the world being impacted in a number of ways, sometimes there's an opportunity in that to make sure that if we were stuck in a bit of a groove before, that we don't just jump right back into it, if that wasn't really the best fit for us. So it, it doesn't mean what you were doing is right or wrong. Sometimes it, we need to be doing something different. Sometimes we don't. What we were doing is just fine. But maybe what we could be doing is doing it in a different way, 
taking a different approach to it, optimizing it, tweaking it. And this is already happening in terms of people changing their patterns of commuting, remote work. And even if people are working in person, maybe sometimes uh, commuting and attending meetings remotely and just mixing that up a bit more. And that's nice, I think, because really what we want to be able to do is rather than have to do it one way or have to do it another way, it would be better to have a variety of options as to how we do it and to ask the question, what is best for those involved? What is the most optimal way of doing this? And then to choose to do it that way. So with work practices, there are times when being in person and communicating and meeting that way are going to be vastly superior to any technology that we have, at least right now. But there are going to be other moments where meeting in person and spending hours or days traveling for something that's brief and you know could have been done via technology rather easily, that, that will actually negatively impact the communication and the interaction. So that has to be accounted for as well. So, you know, it's like that in up until recent times. There's times you'd pick up the phone. There's times you'd meet somebody. There's times you just send a text to somebody. Imagine arriving at somebody's house, you know, to give them one or two words, which a text would have done the job just fine. So that that's the kind of distinction. So the more tools we have to be able to communicate and the more we can consensually use the right tool for the right job, that's good. Just like a toolbox, you know, you got your hammer and you got your screwdriver and your saw and any number of other items. And, you know, sometimes if you're missing one, you have to use the closest thing to it. So it's like trying to use a screwdriver, a flat top screwdriver as a chisel. <laughs> it doesn't quite do the job. It's not sharp at the end. It's a little bit like it, but it doesn't really do the job that well. You don't have a screwdriver, so you're trying to use a hammer. Mm, it's not that elegant. Do it if you absolutely have to, but probably isn't going to work that well. So these are the kinds of, of opportunities we have now, I suppose, as we engage a little bit more to learn from what we were doing over the past while and to hopefully be able to preserve energy a bit there by being a bit more, more efficient in, in the way that we're approaching things. So sometimes, though, we just shouldn't be going back to the way we were doing things. We've kind of had a wake-up call, and so there is a bit of opportunity to say, well, maybe the motivation I had in the past was almost just momentum. I was kind of used to pushing myself in a certain way. And although I feel a bit demotivated now, maybe that's just simply because it wasn't a fit to begin with. I was caught up in it enough to allow the momentum to carry me along. But actually, now that I stop and think about it, maybe that wasn't the right fit for me. So sometimes we need to listen to the lack of motivation and uh, actually follow that. There can be a kind of a wisdom and a guidance. So we're not forcing ourselves, going against something that just isn't right for us. It isn't fit for who we are and how we are. Now, in other occasions, when you stop and reflect, you may find that actually, no, you really want to be doing the thing you, you want to do. You want to maybe get back to something and you really want to do that. But there's a lack of motivation there. That's a bit of a different case. Because if there is, when you, you think about the thing that you would like to be doing, if there is a genuine interest, a passion, an excitement, to at least some extent, a draw towards that, but you're just feeling a bit meh, that is a bit different because sometimes there can just be an atrophy of muscles, kind of the psychological equivalent of that, that we just need to get warmed up again. So uh, thinking of sports would be a good example here. Imagine if you hate sports, but you're trying to be an award-winning athlete. Okay, that's bad. So if 
the past year or so, your life, your patterns were interrupted and you had a bit of space and now you're thinking, should I get back to sports again? You may well say, no, why Why would you? Maybe you were doing that for one reason or another. You thought you had to or you thought it was the thing for you or somebody else wanted you to do it, etc. Fair enough, you gave it a go. But now you've kind of stepped out of that groove. You realize it's not for you. If it really isn't for you, this will be a time to pursue something different. And the good news, many of the skills that you've been practicing over the past while probably are transferable. You know, there are many skills you can transfer you mightn't quite realize you can. If you work in typewriter factory and computers become the big thing, typewriters aren't really selling anymore. The chances are your factory equipment can probably be repurposed to make computers or computer accessories or something that people do actually need. Because really it wasn't about typewriters, it was about making things. And making things is something that's still needed. So you can kind of repurpose your equipment and your skills a bit in order to be able to do that. So you can probably do something similar in terms of transitioning over. Now, on the other hand, to take that sports example, if you're a sports person and you got really interrupted over the past while with everything that's been going on, however, you still absolutely love sports. When you try and get back into it again, you may notice an issue with motivation. You may also notice an issue with just conditioning, psychologically and physically, that you're not kind of in that place. And the difference here, though, is that it's not that you don't want to be in that place. It's just that you're not in that place because the muscles haven't been worked out appropriately and the mind hasn't been stretched appropriately. So then when you get back to it again and give it a bit of a go, you start to build that up again. And it's surprising how quickly that can happen sometimes. You know, I find that if I'm, you know, delivering a particular workshop or some work that I haven't done in a while, and I kind of go, gosh, I haven't done that in a while. And yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it. But at first I'm like, do I remember? But then after you do a little bit of it, it just starts to come back again. And you go, oh yeah, right, that's it. And you kind of resonate and connect with it a bit. That's obviously why actors rehearse and why sports people train is to, you know, just build that up to get that momentum going again so it's easier to channel it and bring it into the moment when it's most needed. So the more helpful question, I suppose, in terms of bringing back what you used to have before is thinking about now and moving forward. And the question is, what's right for you right now in your life? Because motivation is available, but it's sometimes more important to start with the thing first and let the motivation follow. I like to think of the example of electricity. The outlets on the wall where you plug things in, it's not that they're just sending out electricity into the air when you walk past and you kind of get zapped by it. It doesn't work that way. You've got to plug in the appliance into the outlet and that draws the current. So the electricity is like the motivation. It's there to be drawn on when it's needed. But sometimes you need to make the first move and to draw on it. So likewise, if you're spending a bit of time thinking about those things that excite you, that interest you, that matter to you, that's a good way to be going. It doesn't really matter if they're the same things that you used to be doing or not. There's probably going to be some commonality, some overlap, some skill set by the fact that you were involved in it before that can be repurposed and used one way or the other. But again, that doesn't really matter if you need to make a massive change or a small change or no change in terms of the actual thing you're doing. 
the more important thing is what is the thing that you want to be doing in your life right now? What are those values and priorities? What have you learned over the past while? And I, I like to say that a pandemic, it would be a shame to waste it, you know, because it's hopefully a once in a lifetime experience that kind of shakes things and we get to see the kind of fabric of the world that we live in and ourselves sometimes in a more direct way than we otherwise get to. And that's scary and interesting at the same time. So hopefully we can take some education and learning from that and feel a sense of conviction really to live a life that is as closely aligned to what matters in our life as we can achieve. You know, that sounds like an obvious point to, to live purposefully and to do what matters. But sometimes we just get caught in a loop or a pattern of doing what we're used to rather than what matters. And that's very unfortunate. You know, if you imagine you time traveled back from the future to this moment and you've years or decades of experience you're bringing back with you, and what would you say to the present you? You'd probably say, look, take certain things seriously. Take other things less seriously. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Focus on the things that really matter now. Pursue those things. It isn't always easy, but it's very important. And why not? There's nothing to lose. I sometimes say it's better to fail at something that matters than to succeed at something that doesn't. You know, so if you line up your priorities in that way, that can be helpful. So with that, the motivation tends to follow because if you're not really focused on interesting things, you don't tend to get that enthused or inspired. When you do place your attention on things that are exciting or that matter, then you tend to feel the motivation. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on JFL.com.